0: Ascot. Ascot, Maidenhead, Maidenhead. Bracknell. Bracknell, Wokingham, Wokingham. Henley, Henley. Reading. Okay, Ta-da. The voice. River Radio of the Thames Valley.
1: big warm welcome to Your Life, Your Way, the show that is all about you. Uh, My name is Deborah Fielding and I'm with you every Wednesday morning between 10 and 11. A lovely big thank you to the fantastic Tara for an amazing as usual breakfast show. Uh, So much fun, especially with Sam there with his dad jokes, I don't know what to say. Um, And can you believe this song? By McFly came out in 2005. I can practically feel the wrinkles creeping up on me but that very song is a big clue to what our show is all about uh, because it is all about you. So we've got the start of a brand new show which is super exciting and I know you want to know what it's all about. Go on, Deborah, tell us. We'll be packing a punch in each week. That's every Wednesday between 10 and 11. You can look forward to the glory of the story. That will be a guest slot where you can hear a story ...that we both true and owned by our guest. So that's super exciting because each week will be very different. There's going to be happy stories, celebratory, emotional, sad... ...and probably everything in between. And then we can look forward to What's in a Word... ...where we take life on by the scruffs of the neck, one word at a time. Because we know life can be very, very messy sometimes... And the one thing we're not scared of in this programme is to dismantle and rebuild and learn and take a load of new discoveries about yourself. So we're going to get stuck into the thick of it together. And finally, the answer is always in the question. This is a bit where you can drop me a line and ask questions about issues on the show or that you've been going through yourself. Uh, One thing's for sure, the questions will always remain confidential. Uh, So you can drop me a line right now, actually, if you want to say hi and just test it out. So that's Deborah, the long version, Deborah, D-B-O-R-E-H, at river.radio. And that comes straight through to me. So we've got a ton to whiz through. That hour is going to fly by and I'm going to be asking for a two-hour slot by the end of this month. And we've also got music to slot in there as well. So what are we waiting for? So, uh, welcome to the show, my very first guest, which is Mr. Sam Sethi, who is from the Cookham area and has a wonderful radio station, the very one, the very River Radio here in Marlow. So, really lovely to have you as my very first guest, Sam.
0: Uh, Thank you, Deborah. Hello, how are you? And welcome to your new show. Ah,
1: thank you very much. That's really kind. Um, I, I was... Going to have a different guest in this morning, as you know. But
0: I am the second choice.
1: Oh no, no, no! We <laughs> were chatting last week, and you came out with a humdinger of a story where I had to really pick my jaw up off the floor. And so um, I asked you if you'd come on and be my first guest, and it's a, it's just perfect that you are here. So that's great. Um, so I just wondered. First of all, before you get stuck into that and, um, or, or, you know, I have everyone's jaws on the floor, if you can just fill us in about your lovely radio station and a little bit about what you do and who Mr. Sam Sethi is.
0: Yeah, so a local resident, lived in Marlow and Bourne End area for about 30 years. And uh, during COVID, I, I was like everyone else, sat at home and I thought, I don't know. Maybe I'll start a radio station. Like you do. <laughs> like you do. Uh, well, the wife was bored of having me around, so she said, go and get on with something more interesting. So I thought a radio station would be a fine idea. So here we are. Um, and, yeah, my background generally is, uh, well, Deborah will know, she's, we've known each other for a while, but uh, played rugby at Marlowe Rugby Club uh, and just generally have been in the IT industry for about 30 years. So that's what I do.
1: Yeah, amazing. Um, but... But, But. let's get into this jaw-dropping story, (laughs) because um, you just threw that out there last week, so nonchalantly, and I was like, no, 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 backtrack a bit, what did you just say? So, um, take it away with the very first glory of the story, Sam Sethi.
0: So, what I told Deborah last week, and it is totally true, I was adopted uh, from Mother Teresa's in Delhi, in India, and... The bit I think you probably found a little bit, I suppose jaw dropping. I just think it's the normal story. Is I was abandoned on a train in India, and handed into Mother Teresa's at about six weeks old. I can't really tell, so I could be ninety really. Um, <laughs> we don't <laughs> know lots my of real quips age. About that. <laughs> we have we have no idea about my real age or even my birthday really. Okay. But but roughly they think I was about six weeks old and then. What happened was my parents uh, lived in the UK. They were Indian, but they lived in the UK, and they couldn't have children, so they couldn't adopt an Indian child in this country in those days. So they flew back to India for whatever reason. I must have smiled or burped or whatever. Um, my mother decided to pick me up. Oh. A bit like going to a puppy farm, really. oh, don't. and um, you
1: belittle this story so much, <laughs> honestly. So anyway, go on. Sorry, she picked so you.
0: Generally, it is, it is it is quite amazing that you know it is. I, I, People say, "Have you ever won the lottery?" And I go, "Yes, I won it when I was born." So, because but for the luck, fortune, whatever you want to call it, I probably could either be begging on a street in Delhi right now, or dead, or or who knows what, right? Yeah. Um, so my my life was given a a chance and opportunity, and maybe that's what my birth parents wanted to do, not knowing that I'd get such a good opportunity. But maybe they left me on a train now. When me and my wife went back to India, in, I was in my early 30s. We'd done all of the palaces of Rajasthan as a holiday. And we got back to Delhi and we had a day or so to kick our heels around. And we'd done every tourist thing. So Jill, my wife, turned around and said, come on, don't you want to go back to Mother Teresa's and find out who your birth parents are? Yeah. And I said, mm, OK, nurture in nature, right? Nurture is basically your parents, what they give you. And your own nature is just no choice that you have. It's what happens to you. And so I said to Jill, look, uh, in theory, I am a coconut. Now, that's brown on the outside, white on the inside. My culture is British. My upbringing is British. I went to a, a private school. I was an army officer. I play rugby. I support football. I don't watch Bollywood films. I don't have that cricket culture i don't have that environment within me so my background would have been i would have been finding if we did find them by chance as well um potentially parents who i have no actual cultural link with and that that's the thing you have to think about you know my wife watches long lost families yeah cries her eyes out and i just look at them and go what and that for me is the problem with those people who are looking for something is that their nurture may not have been as good as they want. They find that they're hoping by finding their birth parents that this miraculous miracle of life will change and that it will be better. But maybe it won't. Yeah. In my case, um, I knew I was opening Pandora's box if I did it right. Look. I I had to break it to my wife very gently that I wasn't a prince and a Maharaja. You know, (laughs) just thought, you know, (laughs) damn, she said, I thought there was a chance there was a palace in this. There wasn't. So the reality is no palace, really. I probably was uh, the end of a long line of children uh, or illegitimate or worse. And the chances are, if I was a long line of children, that I might have older brothers and sisters. Now I'm been very fortunate. Life I live in a beautiful place, Marlow, Cook and Dean. This area we're very lucky. Yeah. Um, if I'd gone into a shanty town, and that's the most likely birth parent relationship, and I see their standard of living, I'm not going to walk away. Once I've opened Pandora's box,
1: you can't put it back. Can I can't you can't
0: put it back, no, you and that's can't. what you know. So, so I thought, look, instead of opening that box and creating another problem I wouldn't do it so no I've never felt or needed or or sought to find my birth parents my adopted parents or my real parents as I call them um um, who aren't fortunately with us anymore but they gave me everything and uh, I've had a great life
1: well it's an extraordinary story and I I just wonder because you have you've got quite a jovial Attitude. You're very straightforward, quite transparent, I think, which I find an absolute pleasure to work with. Thank you. But that's got to have affected you. I just kind of get this sense of that you've embraced this life you've been given and you're just going for it. And that's a gorgeous attitude to see out there in the world.
0: Well, look, as I said, I was lucky I got given this opportunity and I'm going to take it as best I can. I tell my children that... You know, life isn't linear. I'm not going to go to my coffin crossing the T's and dotting the I's. I hope to get into it knackered, worn out, and that's the way I want. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, I will start a radio station. I've been, as I said, an army officer. I've worked in the city. I've been in IT. My life's up and down, right, and, and many different challenges I throw at myself, but I enjoy them. The thing that you might find odd <clears throat> is one part of the story. When I was 13, we moved home. And I was helping my parents move, and um, I opened through probably childhood nosiness more than anything else, one of my dad's cases. And in it was my adoption paper. And I didn't really know what an adoption paper was, but at the bottom was my name, and at the top was someone else's name. And of course, then I curiosity killed the cat, I read it oh, I'm adopted at 13 oh, okay.
1: so you fa- that's when you found out. yeah me. I yeah. didn't
0: they, my parents didn't tell me and I don't think my mother ever would have I think she would have liked to have gone to her grave knowing that not me not knowing right yeah so there I was totally aware of my adoption now closed the case packed it and that was it and my wife looks at me and goes what you didn't go and ask them you didn't
1: no so did they know that you knew
0: no not at that oh, time oh my gosh so probably being a precocious 17-year-old, so I was DJing in London at the time and um, coming home very late and probably my mother being very worried, uh, being a parent, now I get it. Yeah, um, I can't remember what resulted in her saying it, but she once then turned around and said, you know, don't you? Oh. And I went, yeah, I've known for years. And it, I never, ever used it against them. So I never in anger as a teenage child, which they can, you're not my mother, you're not, you know, I never, ever did that. I'm
1: so grateful that you didn't do that to them. No. Because I I mean, what a life they've given you, you know.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. But when you're a precocious 17 year old, you don't think about it, right?
1: No, and actually finding out that you're adopted at 13 and the background and everything of how it happened for you is quite enormous. It could send your brain into a skid. Could have done. Yeah. But... I think I might be off the wrong track here because I don't know your parents at all, your adoptive parents, but they've obviously given you a good foundation and grounded you because um, to take that on the, the chin and process it in your own way and move forward with it, It's quite an achievement for a youngster.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I guess for me it was just a matter of fact. And I don't know, boys are tend to, I think, be more matter of fact. I
1: think so. When I chat to my son about things, his approach to life is so so different to mine. Um, I quite love it. It's very simplistic, and this is how it is. And I think, okay, yeah, take all the emotions out of it and just look at it for what it is.
0: Well, boys are told not to be emotional from a very young age, aren't we? Stop crying, be a man.
1: They were. I hope Stiff- they're not so much now, yeah. yeah it's yeah. still
0: there, right? You know, you know.
1: Made me and my son, I a go cry from time to time. Oh, okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> but but fundamentally boys are told to to, you know, buck up your ideas, yeah, get on yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And in many ways that certainly of that generation when I was around, that was the attitude and for me it was a case of well nothing's changed I'm, I'm still here life's great and I'm, I'm about to go and play rugby so I'll see you later yeah, you know it's that, yeah. it that sort of simple attitude on with our life yeah yeah yeah
1: so I'm quite interested if we go back to that train in mm. Calcutta um, yes. you were handed in by a another person
0: uh, I hope so yeah you know no you know
1: no idea no idea about your parents um and so how long were you in the orphanage
0: so not long probably a month maybe a couple of months at the most and then uh so what happened my parents flew I think I was saying to my wife the other day she was talking about maybe getting a second puppy and I was like I can imagine the scenario as you go along my my mother would have said to my dad something along the lines of because she was quite a matriarch we've been you know Will Smith wow you would never have messed with my mother um (laughs) And so I think she probably would have said something, oh, we'll just go and have a look. You know, we don't have to get one. We'll go and yeah, have a look.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So what happened was they did go and have a look. Then my dad yeah. flew from Delhi to Bombay, or Mumbai as it's now called, and my mother went back the next day, picked me up and then flew without telling my dad. <gasps> did she? Yeah. Did that's... she? Oh. So she flew and then it was a fate accompli. Hi. Yeah. Do you remember this one we saw yesterday? Yeah. Well, I couldn't ours.
1: leave him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Strangely, though, I didn't realise I was uh, actually fostered till I was seven. Because in India, you can't adopt immediately. Right. So you foster for seven years. They make sure that everything's, everything's okay. good. Yeah. And then they allow you to adopt. So that's how it was. So
1: you were fostered, um, like your mum just picked you up and decided, I'm not leaving this little child. Yep. Um And then you came back to the UK. You, you,
0: Well, what happened was I was skin and bones. I know when you look at me now, that's hard to believe, but I was once skin and bones. And the reality was that one of my uncles, uh, Indians have many uncles, one of my many uncles was a doctor and he fundamentally said why did you waste your time? He's going to die. Oh gosh! My father took umbrage to it, yeah. And they basically imagine this is this is the nineteen sixties. Yeah, they literally packed up again and moved back to England. And right. they moved back to England, and saw the local family doctor in Wembley where we lived at the time, and he just said, "Put him on cow's milk, to not goat's milk." They
1: came back over here to give you another the best chance. Start. Oh my gosh! I mean, gosh. so
0: then when we got back here. Literally, I was on cows, and there's a cracking photo of me as a little Buddha at about you know <laughs> six sweet, months old. Sweet, sweet. So when I got back to England, I was six months old. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. timelines in between very grey, not quite sure. Uh, and as I said, you know, I celebrate the whole of September as my birthday because it could be yeah, could be anywhere not. in that month. Yeah. So yeah, so I just have a whole month of p- partying really.
1: That's absolutely insane. Um, and I just wonder, you know, do you carry anything around you? like, a, you know, your own cloak of um magnificence because you've been given this opportunity. It must just put in your head that you're a lucky person mm-hmm. that can have a go at anything and you've got a pragmatic approach to it and you don't seem put off by things because not many people would just get out of bed and decide they're going to start a radio station. <laughs> no, but your no, attitude many people, is, let's go stupid. ahead and do it, right?
0: Uh, I have a can-do can. attitude. You yeah, have. I do have Massive. a can-do. And I, I, I think... There isn't much I don't believe I can't do and that's maybe arrogant or maybe it sounds arrogant but I think with that attitude you can achieve nearly anything, right? Because Within reason, YouTube's amazing because when I can't do anything, <laughs> what I just can I YouTube, do? A it. YouTube. I
1: YouTube how to start yeah. a radio Haven't station. Haven't quite
0: worked out all of it, but no, you're not far wrong. No. I literally did YouTube how to start well, a radio the station. Well, it's first
1: one step, right? One step at a time. So let's just find what can I think. How can I think how to start it? Let's just have a look.
0: Exactly. And, yeah. And I think that's that may be a philosophy I try and get across to my children that that if you try and you want to achieve, you can achieve. Now. I'm not going to say I haven't had failures in life. I have. I mean, but you pick yourself up and you go again. My wife's the one who'll say to me, look, you know, why is it always you who puts your head above the parapet, right? Why is it always you who steps forward first? And it's just fundamentally, well, why wouldn't I, right? Because I don't want to be the person who's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Mm," And then regret it, right? My regrets will be because I tried and failed, rather than not to try at all I couldn't agree yeah so brilliant brilliant. you know look with with that attitude uh, hopefully my children have seen and it will rub off on them that Mm -hmm. they can achieve right yeah they may not have the ability to achieve in everything they do but that's not a problem
1: no and I I feel that Lots of people have can-do attitudes, but I feel like you've got your own wings that carry you forward, <laughs> and you're just going to have that life and do, you know, succeeding where you want to go. And actually, Sam, look, failures are the making of us. I mm-hmm. think, and um, you don't learn and build yourself into uh, uh, the next version of you with your successes. You're not learning about yourself. sit on stage, receiving an award, you're learning about yourself when things are pushing you in the wrong direction, or you've got challenges, or you know, like in the building of a radio station, you've got to take some f- little minor failures along the way mm-hmm. to learn how to build into a better version. And actually, I think that's right back to your childhood, right back to the, the orphanage. That's your complete philosophy because you were given it.
0: Yeah, and I think when you when you take that on board and everything that's happened, I mean, I I don't sit here. So when the film Lion King came out, right, my phone went off. The Richter scale, not
1: Lion King.
0: No, Lion. 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 Yeah. Not Lion King. No. <laughs> no, when no, your no. mum and dad were
1: holding you up, saying, here he
0: is, here he is. They brought me home off the plane. Ah, oh, Samenga. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, yeah, you're right. Lion with... Uh...
1: Oh, I prefer that version. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I have visions of them coming. Hey, he's here back. Here he
1: is. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah.
0: yeah, maybe Maybe mine. My... I
1: bet they did feel like that inside. I, think... I bet they
0: did. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was there was a sale Lesson. and no return option on me though, so they couldn't give me back. No. Um no the
1: Thankfully the, you turned out to be a good one, so they yeah, didn't need to.
0: Yeah. I'm not, I'm sure my parents wouldn't say that always, but there <laughs> you go. Um but yeah, Lion with Dev Patel and,
1: Oh, which was an insane film.
0: Yeah, and it, it I it,
1: mean it stayed with me for a long time. I think that's why I was so taken aback when you told me. Your story, I was just like thrown away, uh, but that is an amazing film.
0: Yeah, it has parallels. I mean, yeah. obviously Nicole Kidman wasn't my mother. Uh, <laughs> God, <laughs> you know, sorry, mum, but you know she wasn't. No, um, but. You know there were there were parallels. I think the the, the obvious one that doesn't parallel is because Deb Patel being brown and Nicole White, um, they, he knew from day one that he that wasn't his birth mother. I I was was under the belief till I was thirteen that she was my birth mother and and had no reason otherwise, and they didn't treat me any differently. It's very interesting. My my uh, cousin, I went over to L.A. Uh, she's adopted a young girl, but she's been very upfront with her about it, and I'm not sure that's a good thing. think there's a point when young children can't understand it and i don't think they should have told her i think my mother should have told me at some point maybe she would have told me had i not discovered it but i don't think you're mature enough there's a lot going on five or six yeah i mean you know your world is. some children
1: don't have that choice though do they and they're having to learn as they go um having come out of a bad situation at 5 or 6 it's really quite obvious that you've been moved to a safer place with people that are caring for you better yeah um your circumstances were were very different
0: yeah i mean i didn't know anything and then that's the, probably the the innocence of youth right that i didn't know yeah. anything and and my parents didn't shatter my my ideal world i think um,
1: if you've got to know you've got to learn to live with it and you have a different way of Putting that across as a parent and helping them understand. And there's a different level of support goes into the one that you needed, for example. You yeah. know, you did, you had no idea. They couldn't have told you anyway when they brought you back because yeah, you were I mean, a baby.
0: I mean, you're right. I mean, we know friends who've adopted and they've taken children at two or three or slightly older. They've been in abusive relationships. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we don't need to go into details. But those children carry many scars. They do. And um, it's very simple to set those children off and so when they have uh challenges at school with misbehaving you know and and you know most of you look at them and go what's wrong with those children why are they all swearing or why is that child always x y or z it's because they're carrying that baggage there's you know.
1: always a backstory there is always a backstory yeah. yeah. for everybody
0: it, most kids are pretty good uh, and you know they only learn to be bad. I mean, somebody once said, you know, you only learn to you learn to be racist. You learn to be for sure uh, misogynistic. Yeah, right? it's learnt behavior. You don't come out. No, going you don't like that. So, no. um, but yeah. it's
1: it's fascinating, isn't it? Um, when you look at your start in life, and you didn't know you were put on a train back when you were a baby, and you've just accepted your life and moved on, and um, it's built you into this person that's just going to. Be grateful for everything you've got. Mm-hmm. I get that from you all the time. You're really easygoing, but like to get a job done. And um it, it's been a pleasure to rea- reacquaint ourselves from back in the day when we were in our late 20s, which Shh, seems like forever about,
0: ago. <laughs> don't talk about those stories. No. That was pre-Kodak, thank God for that. <laughs> That's all I can say. Pre-what? Pre-internet, pre-Kodak. Know, None I of know, it comes out.
1: Aren't we grateful for that,
0: really? <laughs> There's no digital...
1: No, no evidence. Yeah. No, no. I was
0: going to say digital skeletons in my old cupboards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can't they do anything these days without it being no. out there forever.
0: That's why Tara at 27's got no chance.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's kick into a song, but. Um honestly that's a tremendous story I'm really grateful you were happy to share it and um, I don't think you had much choice once I'd heard it I was so taken aback with it um and for many people listening in that have adopted children or are adopted um you know drop us a line if you've got any comments to that and everybody's story is so vastly different um you know I, I we know children that have had a, a rough start we know your experience and ev- there's everything in between and absolutely um yeah very grateful that you were able to be my first guest this morning yeah, uh, so pleasure. let's let's ride into a song and um this is blondie and call me
0: Dive in to River Radio.
1: And there we have Blondie with Call Me. And we've had um, some emails in to Deborah at River.radio. My favourite one from Elizabeth. Thank you, who says, that story, wow.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Elizabeth.
1: Yeah, so that's just um, knocked everyone off the Richter scale, I think. (laughs) So you're listening to Your Life Your Way at River Radio with me, Deborah Fielding, uh, my very first show and my lovely very first guest, Sam Sethi, sat opposite me, as we move into what's in a word. And I mean, what is in a word? There's so many of them, um, so much emotion and direction, Uh, instructions, love, the list's endless. Um, So today's word, well... I'm a rule breaker and I was going to break my own rules straight away because today's word started off as two words, which was kind words. That was until I was chatting to a friend, um, hi Sophie Richards, who came out with a fabulous word of kindfulness rather than mindfulness. And I thought that was rather lovely. So our word of the day today is Kindfulness. I'm keeping to the rules. And I'd like to read you some words that I wrote about that. Uh, Kindfulness. In a way, kind words are often the worst to receive. They are the first thing to bring about the tears when you are feeling less than. Have you noticed that? When you are being spoken to in a way that doesn't fit with you and makes you bristle, you tend to pull yourself up taller and get on with it. No matter... Kind words are what it's all about. Give them a plenty, dish them out like you breathe, look for ways to deliver them and people to receive them. When all is said and done, it is the kind words that give you sorry that you give and also the ones you receive that will help you keep a brighter mind. They are worth millions to our smiley insides. so who, where, when? Why and what will be your next kind words? Keep kindfulness in your mind at all times. Well, there's not much needed to say there, really. Um, Every day of your life, there are people you can deliver kindness to. Not to pay it forward. If ever I heard a phrase that jars more on me, it is that one. Paying it forward for what? Well, to make sure you get something nice in return from somewhere or other, but what happened to doing something from the heart that doesn't need repaying? Doing or saying something from your heart without expectation will deliver so much more, both to you and your recipient. I believe our world has become too selfish and greedy, and being kind just because you can will start to change it if you don't do this now, why don't you give it a try and watch your life change? Um, Sam, you're full of kindness, I believe. Um, I've I've experienced that from walking straight in here. It's been a really easy journey for me, um, helped by you, and there's no effort. It just comes pouring out of you. Um, So to receive that, Feels really supportive and keeps you uplifted Um, and of course you can have the other end of the scale where people aren't that kind to you um, and that feels a little bit harsh but I do know for a fact that um, the tears come for me really easily Um, when I've been going through a tough time for example when people are really kind to me (laughs) Uh, but when they're horrible you kind of pull yourself up a bit more to, to deal with it don't you?
0: Well, what <clears throat> you're talking about pulling yourself up is what you're really saying. Is you're putting up your f- fence again, right?
1: Exactly right. Yes,
0: yeah, that's what you're doing. The, the moment when you're vulnerable, when someone's kind, is because you've put your guard down. And what you're feeling at that time, the tears, is is the real you. <laughs> my view on life is very simple: seek to do unto others as you would seek to have done to you, right? And yeah, that that philosophy. Um, my dad told me things like. Uh, you know simple things like uh, if you haven't got anything nice to say say nothing yeah right and uh, as I said seek to do unto others as they would seek to do to you and you know if you give it out hopefully it comes back I believe in um, karma I do I mean my own story tells you I believe in karma yeah yeah Um, and I feel that I you know will try my best now I'm not Saint, I get angry at times, and and but that I'll keep and bottle it. Right, I don't, I don't need to share that with other people. That's not my nature. um But what I would say is, there's a great book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Covey. Yeah, and one of the habits is to seek to understand before being understood. Yes. Now, many people react to the immediacy of someone's action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we don't know that that person's not had the worst morning in the world. Their parents might have died. The dog died. The husband's given them a, you know, an, a, a shock or a horror. You know, we have to move. Any, I mean, they're extremes. By the way, it just could be something like the kids just wound them up that morning, and they were just on the way to school. Somebody cut them up. Blah blah blah. We don't know what's in someone's life, and so that interaction that you have with them, if they are a little jarred or whatever, just step back. If it's not in their normal character, step back Yeah. and just say, you're right, everything okay. They might go, yeah, yeah, fine, get on with it. Or you go, whatever, I'll leave you to it for now. But I always find if you if you seek to understand when things are bad, there generally is a reason. And if you, if you try and give people, as I said, I try and be as transparent as I can. I try and be as open as I can because that's what I want people to be with me. And... I generally feel if you know where someone is good or bad so, cuz look there will be days when I have to tell you honestly and openly bad news right there yeah, will be an yeah. issue but you are a grown up you're an adult you can deal with the honesty right there's no point in sometimes buttering it up right if if you have to give bad news be kind in the with way you do it, it yeah. but it has to still be said right yeah. equally um if you can be, not enough of us compliment people, right? Oh
1: no, I mean, I I look, I I look for that. Um, I'm going to give a, co- a bit of a competition out in a minute, but um, I seek every day somebody to say a good thing to, and if there's um, controversy or anger in my life. I think a way to diffuse that in yourself is to look at the other person and think what are actually our are, are similarities because there are plenty of them. Um, and we've all got stuff to go through. You know, part of this, the strap line for the show is like because life is messy and it is. It's not smooth sailing. I mean, that's what you're seeking all the time, trying to have a smooth life. But people come in from all angles with all manner of things and you have got to learn to deal with that and understand that they've got their issues too.
0: Yeah, and look, I guess going back to that lovely word that you've come up with, kindfulness, I think that's a lovely mesh and I'm going to steal that as well. I know I it's buy. just
1: wonderful. I was chatting to my friend Sophie the other day about it and um, the kind words. And she said, Oh, kindfulness. I thought, Oh my days. that just really touched my heart. It's a lovely thing to say. Yeah. yeah. And,
0: and, and it's, I think one of the things with digital devices and it's hard um, and I'm, I'm bad at this by the way. So, is being mindful of people, right? Yeah. Being present. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and that is a distraction that we all have in our lives. So kindfulness, I think, takes it beyond mindfulness. It takes it into that realm of being present, but being aware and kind to that other person that you're with.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And um, I think that's a beautiful time to bring in a beautiful song uh, by the wonderful Louis Armstrong. Thank yeah. you.
3: All the time in the world, just for love, nothing more, nothing less, all. Oh, For love, but nothing more, nothing less, only love.
1: And that was the fantastic Lewis Armstrong. Windsor.
0: Windsor. Ascot. Ascot. Maidenhead. Maidenhead. Bracknell. Bracknell. Wokingham. Wokingham. Henley. Henley. Reading.
2: okay Ta-da.
0: The Voice. River Radio. Of the Thames Valley.
1: So I'm just picking up on a bit of a debate we've got going on in the studio as to whether it is Lewis or Louis. And the truth is, either is good. I know this because... In the film, Hello Dolly, when he sang to Dolly, he did say, Hello Dolly. This is Lewis Dolly. So that, my friends, is good enough for me. And what a fantastic guy he was. I, he just warms my heart every time I see him in a film. So where are we? We are here at River Radio with me, Deborah Fielding. And I love this next part of the show. Uh, the answer is always in the question. Why? Well, you never know quite what you're going to get asked. And yes, I... We have a few emails. So on week one, I'm delighted about that. A question straight away and a lovely comment from Alison Smith, um, who said, what a wonderful word of the day. Thank you for sharing something we can all do daily. And I agree, Alison, it is a wonderful word and I'm grateful to Sophie for that. So our question that we've had in um, along the lines of our mindfulness and kindfulness is from Lauren from Cookham Also Sam. You might have known her. Um, If mindfulness is about relaxing the body and focusing on and being in the moment of where you are, um, is kindfulness about focusing on being in the moment for someone Oh, what a great question, Lauren. I absolutely love it. Uh, we had to concentrate a bit there on that one. Uh, we are starting a movement here this morning. I love it, love it, love it. Um, well, for me, kindfulness would be just that, being open and without judgment for others, um, letting others feel heard and seeking out ways to be kind. Um, do you agree with that, Sam? Yes, I do. I think,
0: you know, I think as I said, the really... There we go. Sorry, there That's you go. All right. Um <laughs> I do agree with you, Deborah. I think the word itself, again, as, as one of your uh listeners said, you know, it it's it's an active word, not a passive word.
1: Yes. Yes, very nice. Nicely put, Sam, thank you. I knew you were here for a good reason this morning.
2: Just
1: <laughs> <laughs> deliver brilliance to the listeners. Um so I want to set as a challenge for next week. I mean, I would love, 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 love if you were able to drop me a line to Deborah at River.Radio and tell me how this works out for you. So for the next week, every single day, that's weekends included, find a way to be kind to at least one person every day. Uh, I mean, what might that involve for you? Just have a think about it for me. It might be baking a cake and giving it to a neighbour. Um I went through treatment some years ago and I used to get up every morning when I was due on the ward at five o'clock in the morning and bake some cakes to take up and either share out at the nurse's station or give to um patients that were sat there uh, just to lift their day. So our house used to smell of gorgeous home-baked cakes and I was just mindful not to eat them all myself which was a big temptation um but I knew that wasn't going to do my uh figure any favours um so yeah or I'd give them away to a neighbour um and get some shopping in for someone who is unwell I mean I was recently not very well and I had about three big bags of shopping arrive from three friends on the doorstep, uh, which I was so grateful for because um, they always get you unusual things as well, Um, you know, things you wouldn't get for yourself. So um, there are always, like, lots of treats and different homemade foods in there and sweets and goodness knows what. Um, Or or you could just simply tell somebody every day um, that you like their shoes or their smile or whatever... Um, works for you um I, I kind of like to ooze kindness out to people I like to leave people feeling better having spoken to me um and send them away with something warm to hold on to as, as they move into their day and I just wonder how you might tackle that what do you think you're going to do Sam you know, I mean you're Mr. Kindness naturally so
0: um, I'm going to go and have a coffee with a lovely young lady who is hopefully going to be one of our new presenters. Oh, nice. And yeah, just listen to her story.
1: Yeah, very nice. And so let's take another song at this point. Let's... This is the wonderful James with Waltzing Along. And I love this song. I love the words in the chorus, um, leaving your mind wide open. I mean, who sings about things like that? But it's such a gorgeous song. So very relevant for our show here today. It's a fantastic James and waltzing along, one of my very favourite songs. Um, so I'm here with Sam Sethi on Your Life, Your Way, River Radio. And um, we were just chatting um, about that fantastic work because you quite like kindfulness as well. Um, I think everyone's going to be nicking that. Um, Sam, I, I just had a question on that because um, I've already said you're a very kind, naturally kind person. Um, was that embedded in you from... Your parents, when you were brought back to the UK, they were obviously going to shower you with love and support you. Um, Did you think you had a kind upbringing? Did you learn that from them?
0: Yeah, I I did. I think uh, through osmosis, not through... Any action?
1: No, not through them telling you to be kind, yeah. but their actions. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's through osmosis. It was mainly through their their actions, actually, not yes. them, as you said, telling yeah. me to be kind. And it, it just, I think, it rubs off. I think um, the way you are is the way that your your children are. I think. Yes. I mean, yes. I look at my children. You know, I'm. I have to say, I'm very proud of both my girls. Um, they, they uh, have characteristics from both me and jill my wife uh and it's quite nice one of my youngest daughters was working at a pub in cookham and the manager made a beeline to me and jill um and said i cannot tell you how lovely your daughter is oh. right? and you know that's, that's all what you, you want to hear isn't it? Right? yeah
1: cheers yeah um
0: and so there's all of those things when you combine them all together i think uh yeah my parents No, i think they didn't have to teach me it they they acted it and um My father and mother, when my dad died I had to give a speech and um, we had five boys, uh, I say boys, men, in the room and each one of us had a story that related to my father because my father, although I was their actual adopted child, had raised four other boys at uh, at various different times in his life. so my two cousins um, were suffering from Crohn's disease. And mm-hmm. in the 60s, that meant having one of those plastic bags. Yeah, yeah. And so you had to empty that for them and help them. And they came to live with him because their mother had given them so much stress and so much angst that they ended up getting Crohn's disease from the arguments between the parents. Right, yeah. and so my mother and father said, well, look, we'll take the boys and they can live with us for a while. So that was one pair of boys another one was one of my cousins who came for to do his accounting degree uh lived with them and another one who did his engineering degree so the five boys and the sixth one neil my cousin who 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 was in and out of our house all the time yeah and so all the boys there were at the funeral and all of them fundamentally had experienced my parents kindness to them oh
1: that's just gorgeous isn't it um because i think I don't know whether I was brought up to be kind. I wasn't brought up to be unkind, that's for sure. Um, But I think the more you move through life and and see the effects of your kindness on somebody, it becomes quite addictive, um, what it does for me anyway. I, I, I like to underpin people Uh, that's my whole line of work in actual fact is underpinning people that have gone through a tough time and raising them up because i just think life's super tough Uh, it can be and to have somebody in your corner is massive Uh, so to have two people right in your corner that were there to care for you and really get behind you
0: but then i go back to deborah that should be the role of every parent right? shouldn't
1: it but it isn't
0: yeah but yeah. but I think it's very odd. I mean um how do I put this delicately? So so as we get older the the, the, the person you meet in the 20s the person you fall in love with right eventually I w- I was at John Bishop on Monday and uh, at High Wickham, and it's everyone's laughing because we all have that same thing oh god is she gonna speak are, are they gonna <laughs> roll over god are they breathing right you know it's that whole thing yeah. about relationships becoming you know fraught over time right and, mm-hmm. it's, and you, you in this day and age for a couple to stay together and keep that that family unit together is such a difficult task
1: it's hard isn't it
0: and you know, I'm sure my wife has many a time gone, is he still here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my days. But,
0: you know, and sadly, Jill, I am. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll just, in case she's listening, you got me till the end, chick.
1: Which is lovely, Um yeah.
0: So the reality is it is very difficult and finances and money and life that throws at you makes it very hard. But within that environment... I feel that the children should have a slightly protected environment around them. They don't need to know all the warts of life right now. They're going to find out everything. They any day. are going to find you know, out sorry children but they will find out about santa claus the easter bunny yeah. and a mortgage yeah they are going to yeah. find those things yeah. out yeah. so you don't need to frighten them beforehand
1: no i agree and i think raising up um our children to go out into the world as another layer of kindness you're just spreading you're just dropping the stone in and let, letting it ripple out um and i think that's vital for the world we live in at the moment it's just so harsh everywhere you look so if you're starting off with some kind action right on your doorstep, that travels outwards, and that's all you can do sometimes you know you can it's it's easy to feel useless, powerless in a world that's going nuts um but actually, if you start right where you are with the community that's around you, um that will travel further afield, and you should never feel that your actions aren't. Contributing to a greater space and a greater world yeah. to live in.
0: It's the butterfly wings, right? It's the flap of the butterfly wing. And yeah. You don't know what the effect of that butterfly wing no. will be in the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It feels tiny and looks tiny, um, but on, on onwards it goes.
0: Yeah, you might be kind to somebody today who goes home and you've made their day that may have changed their life.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's a lovely advert at the moment where they put a smiley face on the windows and it travels along kind of the road on the bus and onwards and onwards. And I think that's a really great way of um, showing visually um, where we're at. So where we're at, believe it or not... (laughs) is skidding into the end of my first show. Congratulations. Um, Yeah, thank you. Um, Which leaves me to say a huge thank you, Sam. I've really, really enjoyed listening to your story and it's contributed beautifully to my word of the day and our lovely little challenge for the week of being kind and um, it's been fantastic. So I was thrilled to bits when you said yes and I'm even more thrilled that it's happened. So thank you.
0: No, well done. Well done, you.
1: Thank you. Um, You can find the show on the web at river.radio to listen again or you can listen to my lovely podcast wherever you listen to your normal podcast and you're searching for Your Life, Your Way. Uh, Coming up next are the delightful Heather and Julian with Turning Pages. Uh, But for now, you've been listening to Your Life, Your Way. I'm Deborah Fielding and I'm wishing you a week full of kindfulness. (music)
4: You. It's all about you, It's all about it's you. Baby. All about it's all about you. you. It's all about you. Yesterday you asked me something I thought you knew. So I told you with a smile. It's all about you. And then you whispered in my me to, Said you make my life worthwhile It's all about you And I would answer all your wishes if you asked me to But if you deny me one of your kisses don't know what I'd do So hold me close and say three words like on the kitchen tiles it's all about
0: I think I'll turn over to the loudspeaker.
4: River Radio. Hello?
0: This is only a test.
4: This radio station will remain on the air, day and night.
0: Across the Thames Valley. Turn
3: on the radio and let's have some music. Turn on the way up!
0: River. on the way up! Radio.
3: Spread the word.
0: It's a shield.